0: everybody as you're dropping in tell me where you are watching from I'm gonna wait a few minutes before I get started um, to see who drops in (laughs) Thank <laughs> All right, so I'm going to get started really quick because it's it's 8.14 my time, um, and I didn't want to put this off for too long uh, because it's something that is very near and dear to me, um, and something that happened, which I'll get into in a little bit, um, last night impressed upon me the need to um, to speak on it. Because, as you know, I am a life and relationship coach. And I'll take my glasses off because they're only for reading and to be on the computer. Um, and my focus, although I do coach women, my focus and soft spot, soft spot, are for men because men are so misunderstood and judged and not given a safe space. To be human. And in my opinion, they are stripped of part of their humanness by the unwritten societal norm that men are not supposed to show emotion. And if they do, they're deemed feminine. And boys are told from the time they're little boys, you know, don't you cry. You know, stop being a sissy. Only girls do that. So they're taught to suppress their emotions at a very early age. And as I studied, behavior, and realizing that those emotions that men are taught to compartmentalize and act as though they don't exist, come out in negative ways and affect them over the course of their lives um, and affect their families, those that are closest to them, affect them on their jobs and whatnot. So, and it's just ironic and maybe kind of not sort of, because that's how God works um, in my life. So before I decided on this topic, um, or I should say after I decided on the topic, I read my devotionals. My Sunday was out of sorts. And like I said, I'll get into why and all of that. Um, So my Sunday did not go like my mornings typically do. My morning routine was disrupted um, in a very traumatic way. So I didn't read my devotionals probably until about 12 o'clock, maybe even one um, central standard time this afternoon. And I'm going to read to you because I do two devotionals. One I put in my Facebook stories and the other is written for women. But today's topic, the, the one for today just fit perfectly. So even though it says woman, as I read it, Think about it from the male perspective and it's like really short so it's not gonna take long to read it and it's entitled God I'm warmed out worn out when I am overwhelmed you alone know the way I should turn and that's from Psalms 142 3 because for those of you that may not know I am a believer and I insert God throughout everything I say because if it weren't for him I wouldn't be where I'm at. And I'll get into that a little bit later too. Have you ever had one of those late night come to Jesus moments where the weight of regret lays heavy across your chest? For me, it usually happens uh, because in the hectic pace of the day, I blow up at a loved one, I brushed past a moment of connection with someone God put in my path, or I rushed through all the moments without stopping to enjoy them. I discovered a great source of stress, distraction and exhaustion in my life. I say yes to too many things. I take on too many good things, which causes me to miss my best things. It's so hard to say no and let go of opportunities that come my way. But if I don't learn the gift of release, I'll wrestle with the lack of peace. I saw this visibly a few years ago when I traveled to visit a friend. As soon as she picked me up from the airport, we started driving. I saw the fallout from a massive 20-inch snow in the middle of fall, but it wasn't the amount of snow still on the ground that grabbed my attention. It was the broken trees. The branches were piled everywhere, all still clinging to the leaves that hadn't yet dropped. And because the leaves hadn't dropped, the trees broke. That's what happens when snow comes early. The trees weren't designed to face snow before releasing their leaves. They weren't made to carry more than they should and neither are we I know the weight of carrying more than I should and usually it's because I've refused to release something before taking on something else. We see how refusing to release gets people in trouble all throughout scripture. Eve refused to release the forbidden fruit and because she became hyper focused on that one thing she missed out on the best things in paradise. Esau refused to release his urgent need for some stew, and because he became hyper-focused on eating that soup, he missed out on his birthright. Moses refused to release his fear that just speaking to the rock was, as God commanded wouldn't actually bring forth water, and because he struck the rock twice, he missed out on entering the promised land. Each of these people paid a high price for their refusals to release, to let go of their ways so they could walk in the amazing way of God it wasn't until it wasn't god's desire for any of these people to suffer consequences the consequences they did each of us has a free will which means we have the freedom to make choices god tells us the right way to go but we have to make the choice to do so choices and consequences come in package deals when we make a choice we ignite the consequences that come along with it It was true for Eve, Esau, and Moses, and it's true for you and me. Refusing to release often means refusing to have peace. I trade my peace for a weight of regret. Release is a gift to a woman weighed down, grasping her leaves in the midst of a snowstorm, so desperate for help. She can feel the twinges and hear the creaking sounds of a splitting break about to happen. She knows she she can't take much more. She remembers Psalm 142.3, when I'm overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn tears well up in her unturned upturned pleading eyes. God help me. It's all too much. I'm tired and frustrated and so very worn out. The wind wisp whips past her trailing a whispered release. She must listen or she will break her tree needs to be stripped and prepared for winter, but she can't embrace winter until she lets go of fall. Like a tree, a woman can't carry the weight of two seasons simultaneously. In the violent struggle of trying, she'll miss every bit of joy each season promises to bring. Release brings with it the gift of peace. There are some opportunities I need to decline today. There are some things I need to say no to in this current season. There are good things I need to let go of so I can make room for the best things. Then and only then can my beautiful bare winter branch receive its snow. When we release in peace, we signal we're now ready to receive what's meant for this season right now. So let's release. With release comes more peace. I see that now. I believe that now. And soon I pray you will too. So that struck home for me because God did not create any of us to carry the weight that we do and because men have been conditioned to believe that they're supposed to carry this great weight because they're men is an unfair assumption for anyone to make and i'm not exactly sure who created the societal norm that strips men of their humanness in expressing their emotions god gave us emotions he also gave us explicit instructions on how to handle those emotions. So it's okay to be angry and upset. It's okay to be sad and and have that need to cry. However, men aren't allowed to do that. Yet there are so many men who cry in the dark, who sit in their car um, and cry before going into their homes because they don't want to be ridiculed and judged by the women that they call wife or girlfriend or mom or sister or aunt Um, or grandmom, whomever they may live with. So they cry and suffer in silence. Women have been given permission and been taught to cling together when life happens. They are allowed to go to their mom and go to their grandmom and their aunts and their best friend and their cousin and their sisters when life happens and just vent and it's deemed normal. But if men do that, they're told to suck it up, man up, put your big boy pants on, which in and of itself essentially tells that man that what he thinks, what he feels is not important. And that is so unfair. So what led to this topic, um, a friend of mine, and if I get emotional, just bear with me because it, it cuts deep. I'm thankful for my father, for the conversations he had that led to now, because God used him to set me on a course of researching and studying men, women, and relationships for three years in grad school. Here I thought I was going to be a behavior therapist for the autistic adult population, but that's the guys that God used to get me to grad school because he knew that if I, knew going in what my purpose for being in grad school was that I probably wouldn't go because the weight of what I learned and what I know what I have experienced the things that the men who've entrusted me with those soft spots in their lives have stated they need a space and I and many women have called me A sellout because I not necessarily side with men because I get on them and the men who allow me into their private space say that I have a way of getting on them without emasculating them or making them feel less than and that is done intentionally because I don't want anybody talking down to me or judging me for expressing my true self so why should I do that because so many women are guilty of that so a friend of mine and I, a friend of mine, um, we've been friends now over a year and a very unlikely friendship um, that just blossomed. We have some of the most interesting and proud and wild <laughs> conversations where she can be herself and I can be myself. And we know that it's a safe space for us to do life together. So, When she started dating uh, the man that she was dating, um, because she, you know, the friendship was still kind of new, she didn't want to, you know, let me in on on the details. She kind of hid it from me for several months. And when she finally did tell me, D, I met this man and he is just like no other man that I've ever met in my life. And I began to watch their love affair unfold. Neither one of them were expecting what they found and experienced with each other. They found the type of love that many people don't experience in a lifetime. And to watch that unfold and see monkey wrenches thrown in there and how she wanted to handle it one way. And she's like, Dia, I'm I'm just, I don't know what to do. And I guided her through the process. And I gained her trust in that. And then I gained his trust. One thing that I've learned over the course of the year, over a year now, with, um, with him, is that, and it's probably true of many men, when they become emotional, because they've not been taught how to properly express their emotion, they become reactive. And when they become reactive, it can come out in very toxic ways. And his reactivity, although wasn't physically abusive, um, it could be likened to mental and emotional abuse. Um, But what he soon discovered is that that woman, my friend, touched him on a soul level. And like I said, they had the type of love that people don't experience, many people don't experience over the course of a lifetime. And to see them go through all of these trials and tribulations was hurtful. And I have kept telling her, don't focus on what he's doing. It only takes one person in a relationship to change the trajectory of that relationship. The other person is either going to fall in line or they fall off. When she and I would have later conversations and she's like, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that. And I listened to the behaviors because remember I'm a behavior psychologist. So I listened, I paid attention to the behaviors. And after she'd had her rant, I pointed out all of the behaviors and how attentive he was to the things that she liked. And he, his expressed intent was what men were created to do to protect, to provide, and to love their woman. And she's like, oh my God, I didn't even realize that. I said, you keep focusing on you and he's going to change. And he told her one day last summer, they were at his place and just relaxing. He was working because he was a businessman and she was, re- she was laying on the couch watching a movie and he looked up at her and said, oh my God, I'm changing. And she looked and said, what do you mean? He said, you're changing me and it's not in a bad way because she was focusing on her and changing, the, shifting the way she spoke to him when he would say th- certain things and do certain things. And instead of reacting to his behavior, she responded. And it freaked him out because no woman in his life had ever shown that to him before. And what do men do when they freak out? They do stupid stuff. So that was like the beginning of the cycle that led to his suicide on Friday or early, well, yeah, yesterday, Saturday, early Saturday morning, um, because of a series of events. And when he got emotional because of a falling out they would have, he would become reactionary. And when he would react each time it got worse to the point where there was a, and no, he was not physically violent to her, their parents his father and her mother agreed that they needed to protect worked on himself because he was a good dude and he loved her with all of his heart but because he did not know how to handle his emotional self and she'd expressed to him You'd ha- you you got to work with D you have to work with D she can help you his father even tried to convince him. She left my number all over his house, even wrote it on his bathroom mirror. So that way he would have it because he'd asked for my number. and Then, you know, with the hacker situation, my number changed. Um, so he had it, but he told her he was not ready to start digging into his trauma because all of us, all of our behaviors are rooted in something that's happened either In our childhood or over the course of our adulthood or started in childhood and just things started piling on over the course of our life and that was his uh case traumas from a childhood uh, from childhood you know so many different things that i picked up on based on the things that she expressed to me and because he wouldn't work with me individually i said well we're just going to focus on you and help him through you and no she didn't cater to him i wouldn't allow that because that is codependent behavior and that's not what i'm about at all because when you show up in a relationship you have to show up as your genuine self and when he would screw up he would show up and apologize and admit he didn't wouldn't say well you made me do this he'd say you know what i screwed up and i should never should have done that showed up at her job because she's a teacher showed up at her job intoxicated, singing a Justin Bieber song in the parking lot. And that was after their first um, mishap. And I would start sending her voice notes for him and asking her to play them for him. And she would, and we're not talking like a, a minute or two, we're talking like 15, 20 minutes. And there were things that she'd never shared with me that I picked up on because when you enter the space of coaching and especially with me in my practice, I look at the whole person. That's why we have a conversation to to set things off. I'm not going to come here with a script and tell you all these things and to do all these things and take your money. No, I want to get to know you, the person and the things that make you tick, because those things are going to tell me how I need to navigate when we work together, the things that we need to start digging to uncover to work on those traumas in order for you to affect change over all your life. So in those voice notes that I would send her, it he was freaked out because he's like, how did you, how does she know that? Because I didn't even share that with you because that's what I do, that's what I'm good at. That's my, my uh, superpower. God gave me that gift because he knew that there were men who would need a woman like me to be their voice and to stand up for them and not be afraid to do so in a world where women are so quick to dog men out. I'm not about that business at all, at all. And he knew that I could help him, but he was afraid to deal with his demons because that would mean he had to go digging and uncover some uncomfortable things. And he told her as much. So. It hurts me that you know he was her caregiver last week because she had surgery a week and a half ago and I'm not gonna get into specifics Um, he was her caregiver you know like I said he reacts when he gets emotional and he just lost his mom in December and that led to a situation that led to a situation and he presented her with pretty much an ultimatum and she's like D I ain't doing that and I said you better not dude I wouldn't advise any woman to do it. I wouldn't advise my own daughter to do that I said you stand your ground but show him love and lots of grace and because of her surgery she couldn't do anything by herself she was totally dependent and their parents said you know what he because he's a businessman he can work from anywhere he can you know be her caregiver and he was and when she would not agree to his ultimatum um he left left her to fend for herself and i told her to call her mother because uh her mother was not home at the time i said you call your mother and she'll come to you and her mother got there you know her boyfriend uh came back to apologize for leaving you know the mom he and the, the mom exchanged some words with him and was irate as i would have been if that were my daughter or sister or friend and they the the his dad and her mom um agreed and it was the father's idea that they would put a restraining order in place because of the reactionary events that took place over the course of a year over a year now um they put a restraining order in place and I told her expect a call from his cousin because whenever you know they'd have issues and she'd block him on everything delete his number from her from her phone he would go to his cousin because the cousin was fond of my friend um and he video chatted her friday night pouring out his heart and she ended the video chat he then called her from his business phone um saying the same things and she was just like enough 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 just call d and let her help you but again he was afraid to face the trauma that led to him becoming reactionary and um he decided that since he could not have her in his life and mind you he would proposed to her several times over the course of the year and she said, not until you work on you because and do it for you. Don't do it for me. And his dad pretty much told him the same thing. And he chose to end his life because he said that he lost the woman he loved. And that meant that his world was no longer worth living. That hurt me because I could have helped him. There are men who are contemplating taking their lives. Many, 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 based on the statistics, who have succeeded in taking their lives because they were afraid to confront their demons and work through them because men are not given permission to do that. And it just, it hurts my heart. It hurts my heart because he was a good man um he he carried that engagement ring with him everywhere everywhere and told her that he would do so until she said yes and the fact that he'll never get to ask her that question because all he had to do was pause 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 and think things through even though the restraining order was in place it wasn't permanent his behavior and working through his stuff to heal showing progress would have resulted in that um restraining order being lifted and she was hurt by it because she loves this man she she loved this man in a way that she'd never loved any man before um so this devotional when you release the pain and work through your traumas to heal it brings peace it brings freedom had i held on to all of the trauma of my past i wouldn't be here talking to anybody about anything because i'd be frustrated pissed off somewhere you know blaming everybody for everything and just stuck but i overcame that the i will have a guest on later this week um the first man that I coached um, who was suicidal when we started working together. He wanted, and he has a permit to carry, and he called me and said, I just feel like ending it all, just getting my gun out my glove box and blowing my brains out. And I talked him off that cliff because he had children who would be traumatized for the rest of their life if they lost their father. And he went from being that broken man to discovering his purpose and being one of my biggest advocates and telling his guy friends, yeah, I have a life coach. And she helped me come out of the darkest period of my life and rediscover who I am outside of being a father and an employee. And to see him transform over the course of a year from being this broken man who's faking the funk to a man who's genuinely happy with life. And he's like, "D." I have to help you get you out here because men need you because you get us. I don't want another friend or a male friend that I have to either be told that he's taken his life or find out he's taken his life because he didn't have a place where he felt safe enough to be human. and accepted the fact that in that humanness it's okay to need help it's okay to need help it's okay it's okay it's okay and just because you need help doesn't mean you're any less of a man no it means you're human and you're giving yourself permission to feel what you feel and getting to that point where you don't want to be stuck in it i know that you can come out of it i know that you can be uh because what did she say there are good things i need to let go of so i can make room for the best things he was unwilling to let go of her to focus on him so they could have the best relationship because he would have made an awesome husband the way that he tended to her and doted on her one of the last things he did for her last week was because she's like i said dependent on for everything because of the type of surgery that she had and he made a picnic on the bed and told her told her all the reasons why he loved her put on a one-man show had a costume to go for every reason there were eight there were supposed to be 12 but he needed to get through those eight and sit down so they could have a conversation and she pleaded with him to fix him he was not willing to let go of a good thing To have a better thing just by confronting his demons Um, he was afraid to say that he was tired and worn out on a mental and emotional level like so many men because if they slow down and this is based on the James O'Neill psychology of man study who he studied this the psychology of men and I'm like I guess like kind of sort of a student indirectly of his because I got a lot of my research um, from him during my grad school years. And even now I check in to see what's been updated about the psychology of men and men don't feel that they can say, I'm tired. I need help. I'm worn out because of this unwritten societal norm about what it is that men are supposed to do and stand for crying does not make him weak. It makes him human expressing himself. Inventing does not make him weak. It makes him human because women can do it. So why can't men? Why can't they feel what they feel so they can come unstuck and be better husbands, better fathers, better sons, better employees, you know, because all of that, those emotions that are suppressed come out negatively. I'm not a proponent for domestic violence because I grew up in it now i have a better understanding as to why it's it it's something that exists i believe that if we give men the space to be human without judging and criticizing them that those numbers will start declining now some men are crazy i'm just saying but the vast majority of them are not they want an outlet they don't know where that outlet is and they explode because they're reacting from emotion. They've not been taught how to respond when life happens. And that is what I want to, I shouldn't even say want, that's what my focus is. So yes, I coach women and I'm good at it. Women come to me for motivation and encouragement and wanting to know how I've overcome the things that I've overcome in my life. But my focus are the men because they need us. They need us. The power that we women have to heal is ridiculous. That energy properly placed is like magical. That's the space that I've created for men who entrust themselves to me because of those conversations that I had with my father that I didn't understand then, but now I understand. Um, And what else did she say? What else, what else? Um, Release, listen or you will break. When you're angry and frustrated, put yourself on timeout. Go play ball, go play a video game. Give him that space to do that instead of bombarding him with your day, ladies. Give him that space because that's his release. When he's finished and he's decompressed, if you've created that safe space, he's gonna come to you and talk to you about all the things that are warring in his head that he doesn't know how to handle. His tree needs to be stripped and prepared for winter. He can't embrace winter until he lets go of fall until he lets go of all that crud, bogging him down, he can't do and prepare himself for what winter will bring. That branch has to be stripped of all that stuff in order for the snow that comes in December, because we had a snow here a few weeks ago. In order for him to be his best self, He has to shed all that other stuff, and that, women, is within our power to help him do, because he doesn't know how to do it by himself. He don't know what it looks like. His emotional emotional language repertoire is so, I can't even say so much less. It's like, on a scale of one to 10, it's like a two or three, because he's not been taught that. He's not been given permission for that. Like a tree, a man cannot carry the weight of two seasons simultaneously. In the violent struggle of trying, he'll miss every bit of joy each season promises to bring. How many of your men are walking around with scowls on their faces, angry with the world because they're carrying stuff inside of them that they want to unload, but don't know whether or not they can without being judged and criticized for it so think of it that way release brings with it the gift of peace when you release in peace you signal we're now ready to receive what's meant for this season there are so many men who are gifted and talented in so many different areas but because of that societal norm well men are supposed to do this A lot of men are afraid to dream and go after their dreams because, and what's the movie? Um, Oh, I forget the movie. The guy with uh, with the, Taraji P. Henson was in it. And it was like a psychological thriller where she ended up killing him because she ridiculed and criticized him so much about his invention and telling him, you're you're just, it it didn't sell, so why do you keep? And he believed that he would figure out how to make that thing work. And when he did, they were, she walked away. You know, she was miserable. I gave you all of my life. When she could have been supportive of it, and maybe if she was supportive of his dream, he would have found the fix sooner. But she saw all the negative and browbeat him, emasculated him because of that. And then when it finally did take off, she tried to come back around and by that time, he was remarried and she killed him and his new wife. When all she had to do was support him in that season, she would have reaped the harvest, but she was self-centered, it was all about her and that instant gratification that we have been taught, conditioned to believe is what happens. Nothing happens instantly. They take time. Dreams take time. Because you have to plant them seeds. You got to water it. And you got to keep watering it. Put some fertilizer up in there. And tend to pick up the weeds when they start cropping up. And the thing starts to grow. Create that space for your man. Because, like I said, knowing that I could have helped a man had he been willing and given himself permission to confront his fears and his trauma that started when he was a child. And every woman up until her, my friend added to his trauma. And she was like that, what's that um, analogy? Like two, like something colliding, two worlds colliding. Neither one of them were expecting to fall in love, but that's what happened and that love story ended yesterday morning when he took his life because he was not willing to let go of the good thing put their relationship on pause to focus on him and to heal and confront his demons so he could have the best thing the relationship that they both desired together and it would have happened but he was conditioned to think he had to keep all that stuff compressed on the inside and the lives left to pick up the pieces hurts my heart because it didn't have to be so that's what I wanted to say Um, and if you have questions (sighs) reach out it's not gonna I'm not going to you know poke fun or laugh at you for being human and I'll leave you with this refusing to release often means refusing to have peace. How many of you men don't have peace because you're afraid to release, because you can't control the outcome, because of what you've been conditioned to believe men are supposed to be and do? So I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, And like I said, I'll be going live in here later on this week um, with my guest, who's the first guy that I coached which that happened by a fluke and he will explain how that all happened um but i'm here to serve because as the da- as a daughter as a sister as an aunt as a mom as a granddaughter our men need us and i'm so very thankful that my dad started these conversations with me and added to them And even though I didn't understand him, then I so understand him now. So this work is work that I've been preparing for over the course of my life. And I just didn't know it. And now I do. So I'm here to help you overcome all that crud that's blocking you from your best things. Let go of the good things so you can have the best things. So have an amazing rest of your Sunday night. I'm probably going to be in bed earlier tonight because my brain needs a break. Um, and I, I really sincerely mean it. If you know someone who would benefit from seeing this, you know a guy who's been struggling, send this to him. Please don't hold, don't hold it to yourself because if they go, oh no, he ain't gonna do it, you don't know what's in going on inside his head. You don't know the help he needs that he's not verbalized. Let him decide that. Don't make that decision for him. So I'll be back um, tomorrow with Mindset Monday. um, And we'll talk about something, Mindset. I don't know. Because I'm here to serve you single folks, you married folks, you divorced folks, you dating folks. That's what I'm about. uh, Life and relationships. So have an amazing rest of your Sunday night. And I'll see you tomorrow.